three, two, one, ghost. Everybody, happy holidays. Welcome to three, two, one, ghost. We're 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 deep into the holiday season. I can say happy holidays, right? I can still say that in this country, right? Um, <laughs> welcome to three, two, one, ghost. I'm your host with the silent G, Kyle, and joined by always my uh. I don't know what's a I'm trying to I was just trying to think some holiday version of a companion confidant partner pal I don't know if you if you would have said if you would have said like Christmas elf or something I would have left (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm a I'm a petite woman (laughs) and that's that's not the hierarchy of of this situation we're equals I didn't I and I yeah i don't know because i was thinking like who well i guess maybe you would be the krampus to my santa claus absolutely i think they work in tandem yeah that's true yeah i've got some got some thoughts on that with a couple things of white coming through too it's happening (laughs) um it's the christmas spirit i feel like uh well because you know my the hair on my head is brown and the hair on my face is orange um orange orange, orange is a strong word it's definitely definitely gingery but not like not like bright orange to kind of give you a visual i feel like i am do you remember um i remember the last time you watched the muppet christmas carol but the muppet of sorry the muppet of christmas present the ghost of christmas present you know where he's like ah know me better man and he's walking through (laughs) and he gets kind of older as he goes and he's you know because i'm kind of a you know i'm I'm a i'm a bigger guy so like i i I feel like i identify a lot with him especially (laughs) as a few hairs come out silver and white i feel like those are my goals is to kind of be like him I love that for you. Michael Caine just talking, you know. That's going to be an exciting journey. Yeah. Where I, I see it. I see it. Where, what were we talking about? Krampus? I'd, yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. We're talking about the 2015 uh, Mike Doherty. Doherty, did I pronounce that right? I don't yeah. know if I did it last time. but You said the same again. thing last time. It's Doherty. Well, yeah, that's why I was thinking, like, did I mess yeah. it up last time too? But hey, here we are. Um, Krampus. Um, yeah. I, when I first watched this movie, I, um, I don't know. I didn't put two and two together that it was the guy that did trick or treat. Neither did I. This is new information to me as of this year. So when we covered trick or treat, I noticed that he, both of these were his and I was like, oh, okay. So he's got his, his Halloween movie. He's got his Christmas movie. Love, love a little bit of both. Um, and I think they're both really fun. And very, very different in their own ways. But uh, I really enjoyed watching this movie, this go around, for sure. Um, one thing I do remember from the Trick or Treat episode um, was, you know, we were talking about the deaths in Trick or Treat and how they would often be like off screen or, you know, they'd cut mm-hmm. away. And I remember thinking like, what would this movie look like if he just went PG-13 or PG-14 away rather? But if he like, what would that look like? And do you think it would change that much really? And then here I am, I've already seen a movie by him, (laughs) you know, that's more of a, you know, I think we can say it's a, it's a, 
it's geared more towards children or i think so i don't know no i don't think so at all um i don't think it is at all he was barely watching it he was playing zelda in the background while i had it on and i i didn't have headphones on because i was kind of hoping that he would be like a little bit intrigued by it or fooled by it like thinking i'm watching a, a christmas movie but uh he was very unimpressed and I think in the at the point where they're in the attic and all the the toys are attacking them, he looked up and he was like, "This looks kind of silly." And I was like, "Really? This looks kind of silly." But Sharknado is an Oscar-winning film for you. <laughs> like, I was a little surprised by that statement. Sharknado is based in science. It is. It is really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no scientists in this movie. And granted, I, spoiler alert, I've never actually seen Sharknado. I'd assume oh, there's a scientist or two that shows up. No, not really. Out. No. Really. Um, I, again, as, as, a, as a mom who is encouraging her child to watch as many creature features as possible, we went through a Sharknado phase and I've watched... I don't know how many there are, but I feel like I've seen at least three. They're not good. Like not even in an ironic way for a first, for the first one, the first watch, it's fine. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it is, it is what it is there. Um, if you like a lot of celebrity cameos, then that's definitely the movie for you. It's just different, you know, celebrities that you haven't seen in a while, just popping up left and right and Tara Reed giving no effort and celebrities um uh star of the pod Tara Reed um listen to our <laughs> episode on urban legend um yeah. celebrities a little bit of a a generous <laughs> it is it is for, for the people that are acknowledged that are in that um, yeah which is pretty good it's the dude from like 90210 right yes I don't remember his his name um but I do something. enjoy him. He's great in them. I will say that. Like, he's fully putting his heart into that acting in those movies, whereas everyone else feels very half-assed. Like, I w- I'll give him that. I think he's doing a great job, like, playing it completely straight in a situation that is just complete, just outrageousness. So, yeah. Probably, Wait, look, at, we went off the rails again. Probably easy second most successful male lead from 90210 i'm assuming you're you're putting luke perry as number one who else of course industry legend r.i.p rest in peace i watched way more riverdale than i should have because of luke Um, perry (laughs) it certainly helped he was a great he was a grounding who knew that putting luke perry was he was going to be like just the grounding the grounding presence of that show it was very, it was very funny. Well, and um, and Skeet Ulrich is in that too. I know it's so good. Yeah, and, they're picking uh, the best parents. Molly Ringwald is in it. And what's her face from Twin Peaks? She played Shelley. Um, I don't remember her real name. Madchen Amic Amic. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, I pay, they like yeah they casted those parents perfectly. Um, I I know that we are supposed to be talking about Krampus, but I do have two two housekeeping type agenda pieces. One of them does have to do with Krampus. The other one does not. Are you ready? Oh, I thought you were going to say it has to do with Riverdale. And I'm like, wow, that was, <laughs> that's like, I feel like, what a uh, I, feel like Dave, I feel like David Blaine. 
Is this your card? I know. Wow. Wow. No. Go for it. No, no. Okay. So some uh, listener feedback. Listener feedback slash question. I'm springing this on Kyle. So he had no time to prepare. Really in an episode? Okay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because it's an easy one. It's an easy one. Um, We shared that we were not fans of, not big fans, maybe not haters, but not fans of A Nightmare Before Christmas in our trick or treat episode. And I know that it's, it's been a minute, but now it's Christmas time. The people want to know why. Why do we not care for A Nightmare Before Christmas? So I can start if you feel unprepared, but if you just want to go for it, I'll I'll let you just jump right into it. I mean, I think if you, no matter what I say, I think if you really get to the root of it, um, I have some troll tendencies and I have a cruel heart. And I... <laughs> I think that's probably where it all stems from, to be honest. If you wanna if you like really wanna get deep and ask me this question without any without any prep. Um <laughs> I because you would think like you know, it's like it's like Christmas and Halloween. It's like, you know, I think to the a, a large uh a large um part of the american community global community i don't know they see that that's like peanut butter and chocolate like you put that (laughs) shit together and Mm. have it all like have songs written and like sung by the dude from devo you're like (laughs) this is fucking dope and at this point you know like the tim burton involvement and then i knew the the producer it was some Selleck. i keep wanting to say tom Selleck, but i think it's (laughs) no it's not it's not tom Selleck. (laughs) not tom Selleck. no um Mid nineties, he was too busy macking on Courtney Cox. <laughs> yes, I think in mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the you would think I would be just all in on it. Um, I think a part of it too is it stems from my uh, my deep love for Haunted Mansion and how I really truly um, it really truly bugs me how they changed that ride for it. Do you just have that I, resentment? I, I really hold um, that resentment a lot. And I'm just like, fuck this stupid fucking movie. <laughs> fuck there it is. Fucking people for love this, <laughs> there it this is. stupid shit. <laughs> and I mean, even Tim Burton at the time, like, dude, he was just win after win after win oh, um, yeah. coming up to that point. Right. So there's really, you know, maybe, uh, you know, flew too close to the sun. I don't, I don't know. But I'll, um, it's not going to be the first time I'm going to talk trash on this, on this podcast. And it probably won't be the first time we bring up. This oh, no. movie. And believe me, we've got plenty of Christmas. I thought you were going to say um, that people were upset that I said it was a Christmas movie rather than a Halloween movie, but I'm like, no. and I was like firmly going to dig my heels in on that. I was like, no, it's absolutely a Christmas movie. I absolutely, before we had that conversation, thought of it as a Halloween movie. And then after chatting with you and you like saying like someone discovering the magic of Christmas and all of those things, I was like, well, you know what? This is a Christmas movie, which made me like it less, honestly. Um, but so that so not only yeah, not only do I despise the movie, but how I talk about it makes other people like it less as well. That's that's a real damn. gift. Yeah, yeah, maybe. that's that's why we're here doing this today. Um, <laughs> 
I would say for me, I'll keep it short because I have had time to think about this. Obviously, I, I sprung the question on you, Kyle. I thought it'd be more fun that way. Um, and this might, I'm sorry, this is a hot take. I don't think the, not the music, not the background music, but the actual songs are that great. I like the Kidnap the Sandy Claus song. And I like that this is the ho- Halloween song. That's it. Other than that, I find the music very underwhelming. I think it's visually beautiful, but I have no attachment to any of those characters. Like, I I think it's kind of boring, but I'll play it in the background every now and then. Like, you know, just to just to see, just to have it on. Um, I, I like a lot of Tim Burton movies, so I, I like the general vibe. But yeah, I just think it's, I feel like it's one of those things that's super super overrated and um it feels like a cash grab like for all the merchandise that they sell i guarantee the merch that they sell from that movie is making way more way more money than that movie actually made at box office like there's no way the fans of that movie will buy anything that has jack skellington on it so that that's our feelings on uh, a nightmare before christmas and you know kind of segue back in it's like i feel like you know christmas movies you know thankfully a lot of them are just spooky by nature right you know i was talking about muppet christmas carol that's got three ghosts well four ghosts i love that movie now that's a good that's a good christmas movie that's spooky that's for kids right that's a great example christmas past christmas present christmas yet to come yeah marley and marley okay yeah five ghosts so um I don't know. I love Bill Murray so much. I watch Scrooged every year. I like Scrooged which, too. Which, again, Christmas Carol, same story, but you've got ghosts in it already. And, yeah. you know, but so I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like there's always spooky holiday movies that will just always yeah. edge out Nightmare Before Christmas. So, you know what? Maybe I'll watch it and I will, maybe we'll <laughs> do it. Yeah, it won't be until next year though. Sorry, schedule's already made up. But yeah, it's it's maybe maybe next year we'll see we'll Um, see we'll see how we're feeling. The second second uh, matter on the agenda is: Did you remember that there's a dog in this movie, Kyle? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, no. Yeah, I know. It's just like I just fuck. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna tally how many movies (laughs) we've gone over that have dogs dying. So this one, um, we'll get to that. We'll get to the, okay. the we'll get to poor, poor Rosie. I just um, wanted to, just wanted to throw that out there. Like, I'm like, maybe, maybe Kyle secretly just keeps picking these movies. <laughs> I think maybe I picked this one though. I think it speaks more to just disposable horror movies, find dogs <laughs> and, and how it always has to be like, you know, just to show you that we're serious like before we kill a person like we'll kill a dog first and then you know and then we'll go from there it's just like man i just feel like even when dogs <laughs> have like nothing to fucking do with anything like they'll just go out of, like in in hereditary i'm like fuck what yeah that dog, dog didn't doing? even get in the way like at least this one was yeah. trying to protect you know but right? like that yeah dogs that don't get in the way you're like come on now but yeah i i also had to uh to just cover that so um we can we can get we can get into that we can get into that a little bit later but i did like what you said about 
Christmas movies and the themes being generally spooky already to begin with. I absolutely agree. Do we want to talk about Santa Claus before we talk about Krampus? Sure, go for it. Do you, do you want to do, do you want to hear what the research team dug up? Yeah, sure. Yeah. What 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 any uh any new new interesting finds? Okay. We'll we'll start with the concept of Santa. I hopefully everyone listening is familiar with jolly old Saint Nick, but um in my household, we decided not to have Santa as a thing with my son. Um, I was pretty neutral about it. My husband, strong feelings against Santa, not a Santa fan. In fact, I would call him a Santa hater. But what's creepy about Santa is that he sees you when you're sleeping and he knows when you're awake and he comes in your chimney. He breaks into your home and leaves you gifts off of a magical list that he's just aware that you want. But here's the thing that really gets me about Santa. Mm hmm. If you're great, you get all the gifts. If you're bad, which I'm assuming he gets to decide who's good and bad, you know, based off of whatever his moral compass is, you get nothing. So for for kids that, you know, might not have parents who can afford a certain amount of gifts and they're great kids, now we're just not getting gifts, even though we were wonderful children all year. That concept to me is fucked. So I, I've made, I think I've said things about Santa before where I'm like, you know what, Santa, I'm an adult. I can buy my own gifts and be as naughty as I like, and you're just going to have to deal with it. So Santa, I already have issues with. Krampus, however, <laughs> I think Krampus is quite fun. I love the idea of folklore that's just meant to scare the shit out of children into being good. It's not like, oh, you get gifts or you don't. It's you you will get beat or eaten or sent to hell if you were a misbehaving child. It's it's magical. I generally love cautionary tales. Um I do love children being eaten i think that's always <laughs> a fun watch and a fun time and i think this movie you know given its given its parameters or limitations or whatever i think this movie goes for it you know um even though we'll we'll talk about the ending a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah there, and if it pulls its punches but yeah, yeah i um you know, I, I wonder if Santa leaving coal was the answer to that, where it's like, you get presents if you're good. You get coal if you fucking suck, like really fucking suck. And if you get nothing, Santa's like, whatever for you this year. Well, just, I'm not I'm not speaking with you. This is where things get kind of complex with Santa and Krampus, because I had always just thought of them like, as I don't know just these two like maybe they intersect here and there but they actually good cop they, bad cop yeah so okay it, how where these are coming from so it's central eastern alpine folklore which already we're off to a great start like that just sounds lovely right so I I literally had to ask my my husband. I was like, when even is the sixth and se seventh um, <laughs> century? I was like, when is this? And he's like, 
that's exactly what it sounds like. Like you're like 600, 700. So you're looking all the way that back. That's like the earliest roots of like Krampus of like art drawn of Krampus. So we're talking before electricity here, folks. I think it's the other way around too, by the way. I think it's... Well, this is... I'm sorry. It was... I think think 6th and 7th century would be the year 500 to 699. Because the first century is 0 to 99. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Yes, you're correct. You're absolutely correct. This is why this is why the research team should be doing this work. It's not that I'm correct. It's just make sure your <laughs> husband knows that he was wrong. <laughs> no, I'm misquoting him. Please. I'm misquoting him. So your your origins are mo- mainly Austrian. Austrians like have a lot of folklore for for your Krampus. Croatia, Hungary, Slovenia, Slovakia, like all of these like Eastern European places. So how we describe Krampus of how he's typically looks, he's hairy. He's usually brown or black. He has cloven ho- hooves and horns of a goat. And he's a long pointed tongue and fangs. So, oh, and he, and he typically wears chains, which we see in this movie with bells, like small or large bells. Um, and there's like a Krampus light, I'll call it like, like, you know, Krampus light. And then there's like this darker version of Krampus. So the original story of Krampus, I think that's a little bit, or I shouldn't say original, just the more commonly known is that Santa and Krampus would travel together on December 6th, not Christmas, because this is way before any of that. And Santa would gift the well-behaved, I'm saying in quotations because I think Santa is very judgmental, children with oranges, dried fruit, walnuts, and chocolate, to which I was like, that sounds like a delightful little gift basket. Nice, nice little spread there. Right? Like a little charcuterie situation. He was ahead of the curve. So Mm -hmm. Santa gets that fun part. And then Krampus would give badly behaved kids punishment with his little birch rod. So he was literally just, just whooping ass for all the, all the bad kids. So that's like, that's Krampus light. Okay. Darker Krampus carries a sack. I know. Emo Krampus. Yeah, the yeah, emo Krampus. Does this Krampus wear eyeliner? And I was just about to say he wears heavy eyeliner. Thursday. Yes. <laughs> so he has a sack or a basket on his back, which he uses to cart off, quote, evil children. This is all coming from Wikipedia, folks. Um, evil children for for preparing them for being drowned, eaten by him, or transported to hell. So... If they're actually evil children, I think Krampus is really doing good work and Santa's just kind of half-assing the whole thing because Krampus is getting rid of potential serial killers, is my thought, like evil children. That's the first thing I think of, you know, like terrible people. So maybe he's he's providing a service, really. Maybe. I'm curious to see how. <laughs> well, I mean, you can talk about, you know, positive and negative reinforcements in the pros and cons of such and then also i guess my whole thing is when you whenever you get into it's just like just like the dude from saw you know it's like when you Mm -hmm. get this bullshit moral complex about it like you get to be choosy over who's naughty who's nice 
those are subjective terms you know naughty to one person is very nice to someone else i don't know yeah well it's it's (laughs) it's gonna be different for every household you know so i'm like where's the nuance there's there's too much nuance there's too much just extra context to be understood and i just don't want to just centralize power like that you know yeah you have your and then you have your your like i said good cop bad cop situation and then i was thinking like damn santa santa is a holiday cop you know krampus <laughs> is a holiday cop and their yeah. judge judge jury and executioner <laughs> just beating children left and right and leaving coal in their sacks and you're just like <laughs> i just don't hmm. yeah i don't know no i don't trust that i don't <laughs> i don't buy it but then yeah maybe they now truly I'm are be visited by krampus for not having the christmas spirit well, and that's the thing. This this movie definitely takes a different version of Krampus. So I couldn't find anything on Krampus that talks about, you know, believing in Christmas or believing in Santa or having the Christmas spirit. Nothing like that. So I think that that is a something that is specifically written for this movie. But there's many, many different types of people and countries that celebrate Krampus and actually um, he's been growing in popularity. So a lot of festivities of, of Krampus, like where people would dress up as Krampus and like run around the street. Absolutely. One of my absolute favorite things that I've done up here in, I live in the Seattle area, everybody. Um, don't come find me though. Um, <laughs> we, unless you're, unless dressed unless as Krampus. The good list. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, like every Halloween time, um, there's one in Seattle and then in the farm, like in all the farms and the kind of surrounding areas, um, they do like the haunted houses, you mm-hmm. know, each year. And there was one spot that they only did it. It was must have been the last year that they did it. But one of the spots that would do their haunted houses each year um, had a Krampus festival um, that December. I love that where really honestly it was just the same haunted house just repurposed and they just put (laughs) santa hats as well as you know a krampus monster you know in a few different parts to make it look like he was following you through you know and but it was great because it was like it was all operating out of this barn you know and in the the adjacent smaller barn next to it you know you had a little fenced in area with like plastic chairs and tables where you could you know drink beer which i'm pretty sure a teenager was serving us and then they had like (laughs) all the local school kids like do like they were doing like krampus like morality plays you know like one act you know and i think they even had like a tarot card reader there you know and someone selling like blankets with moons and wolves and shit on it you know (laughs) you know what what i'm talking about but I remember being like telling my wife we gotta go to this and bless her heart. She's like, Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, we'll do that. And that was so much fun. But that was Oh, I bet. It hadn't happened since, but like, oh, I love it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, they basically it was like a a thing. They would have like parades and things like that in different areas. And then at some point, you know, the fear of Krampus like in children's mind like people started to worry like is this great for children's mental health and you know um I get it 
maybe being carried off to hell is scarier than not getting presents. But at the same time, I have an eight-year-old son. If I told him he wasn't getting any presents, he would be just as devastated. If I said, guess what? After school, we're going to hell. He'd be like, will there be toys? Like that would be his first his first question. So I'm like, to get rid of the festivities of Krampus and not Santa seems wild to me. But now he's growing in popularity. There's been more Krampus fests and it's been going great for him. So uh, yeah, this, uh, I think this, this movie kind of, for me, this movie flew under the radar. I did not see it in theaters. Did you? No, me neither. I, um, we're going to have to keep a running tab on things you can get dragged to hell for <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like we've, yeah, we, we, at least we know if you deny someone their third mortgage extension <laughs> and, or maybe their fourth, maybe they had three already. I forget. Um, and then just not having the spirit of Christmas or living in the same neighborhood of a child that is not believing in Christmas. Cause yeah, it for looks real. like Krampus just fucking went wild. Like, Oh yeah. What did that poor delivery driver do? He's the dude's working like in the holidays. Like he's working in a blizzard. Yeah. And you're like, he's and, and <laughs> that poor guy. I don't know. So just yeah. because this kid it's, it's, not fair. Yeah, so I don't know. I think up. I think Krampus, especially in this one, I know it's a there's been different versions of Krampus, but this one just kind of man, he just he just shoots everywhere. He's not. Yeah, really... he just tore through the place. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I I'm something too about this movie. I don't know if you noticed this first time I've noticed this and watching it, and I think I've watched this movie like way more than I thought because when I realized that it came out in 2015, I was like, oh, I've seen this at least four times. And that's a lot for like an eight-year period considering there are movies that I absolutely adore that I haven't watched in like maybe 10 or 15 years. But the first 20 minutes of this movie has absolutely no indication that you're watching a horror movie like it feels 100% like a Christmas movie did you notice that there's no like sinister music nothing you open with you know all the different kind of scenes at the mall and everyone being off of each other very like jingle all the way kind of Mm -hmm. situation there uh just sans turbo man dirt (laughs) orbit The dog, I forget the name of Turbo Man's dog. Y'all throw it in the comments. I don't either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's no comment section. So <laughs> we'll have to figure it out. So come find me, dress as Krampus, and tell me what the name of Turbo Man's dog is. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, really up until that point, like, so it's, it's really enjoyable. And that's what, I don't know, mm-hmm. I think, um, what a good cast. That's kind of what drew me into this. Like, you have some, you have some great people. And I really, I yeah. really love comedians in horror movies. Oh yeah. Um, they're the best. It's so much fun. Um, I mean, of course, you know, I, uh, we could have picked, there's so many different, you know, <laughs> Christmas movies and holiday movies. Um, at first I was like, why did, why did we pick this one? And I was like, oh, you know what? We just probably weren't thinking about it. Tony Collette. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we just because we, we talked, talked about, about hereditary. hereditary. <laughs> yeah, we talked about hereditary yeah. and was like, maybe we just keep this keep this going. Yeah. And we and we 
talked about the Fright Night remake a little bit during Fright Night. So it's, you know, we're just, we're really big Tony Collette fans here. We really time, are. So. She's fantastic. Um, random Tony Collette thing that I just found out about. You know, she was in um, The Sixth Sense and she's uh, Haley Joel Osmond's mother in that movie. He was like nine at the time. You know, she was 25 in that movie. Like her actual age was 25. Hmm. I never would have thought that that wig that they put that wig that they put on her like is meant to make her look I think a little bit more older but um yeah she was super young I didn't even didn't even realize but just want to throw that out there but yeah Tony Collette's amazing I also love Adam Scott and I love him in horror too because um if I haven't shared this already I love Piranha 3D and he's in that movie and he's he's so good in both of these movies i really enjoy adam scott he's generally a gem in everything so i i I love party down i love uh, parks and rec yeah yeah party down and parks and rec he's really good too but you've got um you know david keckner who um you know i mean he's pretty one note you know is that just kind of belligerent masculine yeah he i had but i had some thoughts about about him as i watched it this go around because he definitely starts off as like that same character that he tends to play um but he has his moments where he calms down a little bit and he's actually pretty useful like howard Howard has some moments of usefulness, which I, I appreciate. So um, I don't remember the name of the actress that plays his wife, Linda. She's, I've seen her in a couple of other things too. And I didn't really dig into her. Um, That is Alison Tolman, who is, I mean, she might be more well-known for other things, but she was in the first season of um, the show based on Fargo. And she kicks a lot of ass in that one. She's really fun. You know, mm. it's like she's the uh, like small town deputy who you know is unraveling a crime in a small town. It's great, but um, okay, yeah. So I knew I knew her from that. So, and then you've got um, and then you've got that woman that was in um, Two and a Half Men, but I've I couldn't tell you. Oh, who plays Aunt, count on Aunt Dorothy? Yeah, who plays Aunt Dorothy? Who um, Aunt Dorothy? Isn't she... I'll have to take a look. What about Aunt Dorothy? She's the worst aunt. Yeah, I thought if anyone kind of overstayed their welcome out of the cast, it was probably Aunt Dorothy. She has a couple of like good moments of just being like feeling like a real annoying family member, like the type of family member that like will come to your house and just talk a bunch of shit about the type of food that you make. Like I've definitely had stuff like that happen. Like, you know, it, where, you know, you do something nice and then it's like, Oh, this is fancy. And you're like, okay, fuck off. Like, don't, don't tell me I'm too fancy for you. Um, But I, I, I enjoy aunt Dorothy enough. She's, she's fine. I was trying to look to see if she's in something else that I love, but we have a research team for that. Yeah. Don't worry. She's in a lot. I know she's in a lot of movies. Um, that's, I knew she looked fucking familiar. She is, she plays um, the nurse in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
in a random episode. So I like go. fucking knew as like as like there was that stall, and I was like, it's gonna be someone from some random ass episode of Buffy, I'm sure, <laughs> and that's how she knows them from, isn't it? Um, Always. I yeah. know. <laughs> um, where was I? So basically. <sighs> You know, you have, you know, you open at the mall and they're getting their photos taken. People are fighting over toys, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's sitting on Santa's lap doing the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have a thing where, you know, you have this kid. um, Jesus. What's the kid's name? Max. Max. Right. Mm -hmm. Max. um, Max is a mouthy little kid. And Max. He has a temper. It has a temper and I like Max means I think some maybe could stand for some, you know, for some support, you know, a little extra support, even outside of this whole nightmare holiday situation. I'm like, I don't know if like just defending like the spirit of Christmas is enough to just start like wailing on some kid or getting in fights because there's like twice he like just starts jumping to physical aggression, you know? Yeah, and also, um, really ripping up the letter is what makes Krampus come for him. How about starting fights? How about that? Like, was Santa even going to come your way anyway after that? Yeah, that I shitty mean, he behavior. He was very clear in his. He was clear in his letter. He's like, I know I've been a good kid. <laughs> yeah, I've been fighting a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. I've <laughs> written to a lot of fictional gift giving <laughs> cartoon character. <laughs> this year um yeah and yeah i was just thinking yeah i guess just ripping up that letter i mean i think that's just him like ultimately just giving up even though like i don't know you're you're supposed to think that that letter is like cute or like heartfelt. How, how old is he like not to not like to judge anyone here but 10 maybe yeah he's gotta be about 10 um and i know that his you know his sweet grandma is you know uh feeding into it she's like you know like you you should write your letter to santa um the letter is also kind of judgy like it's super judgy right like i when everyone's just you know like when the adults are like reacting like oh no like he's he's right he's saying you know or he's such a sweet kid and it's all coming from a sweet spot and this and this and this you know he's like jesus oh i wish mom and dad would fall in love again or whatever the fuck he says like, you don't know the what they're feeling <laughs> you don't you were a child get out of here and then also to fucking throw shade at whatever financial situation that the <laughs> aunt and uncle are in like hey look out for them too i know they're i know they're struggling really hard like, <laughs> yeah I don't know. it looks like they're able to provide gifts for their kids it looks like they have a very nice vehicle utility vehicle they're all yeah did it kind of give you the um when the when the sister and howard and them are all like arriving it kind of gives me like christmas vacation vibes but like they're like a fancier richer version of um damn it i'm forgetting his name uncle Uh, eddie uncle eddie yes like they're they're like a like like a fancier uh little version of of uncle eddie and family so that's kind of what i was thinking so but yeah like they don't seem like they're you know they're financially strapped that hummer is gorgeous 
Like, come on. Yeah. How much that set the you back? Firearms. And yeah. the kid just like in the kids, you know, I'm like you know, a baby that that looks healthy. They yeah. weird throwing shade at, you know, the gender ambivalence of Jordan and Stevie. Um, yeah. First of all, the teenage daughter is just like, it's so weird. Why do I have to talk to girls who pee standing up? And I'm like, first of all, what does that mean? They? Two, <laughs> it's first of all, if. How would she know? Yeah, that? I don't know. I would just think that if people with that anatomy had the ability to pee very easily standing up, I think they would. It's uh, like, yeah, like, I wish. I can pee standing up and it is like, it's really convenient. So I don't yeah, know why we're I bet, it's, I bet it's great having a dick. It's really easy. <laughs> Kyle just use that as a way to just be like, it's so easy to pee. <laughs> it's like, such a. I think that that's what I took from that. I was like, that's weird shade to throw. And, and I think it was like, maybe still just like a little bit of like, kind of like attacking like the, the tomboyish nature or like whether yeah. or not like David Koechner is like, you know, is like making them be more masculine or whatever. But I'm just like, I don't know. The kids seem happy and they do what they like. And so like, I don't know. I mean, now granted yeah. they're little shits for reading oh, that yeah. letter, but it was a stupid letter. So, you know. Also, like the parents are just letting them read that letter. I'd be like, no, like snatch it out of their hands. You're all adults. You're in charge here. Like, I can't believe that they let that fly. I would be fucking furious as shady and shitty and judgmental as that letter is. We don't all need to hear it at the dinner table. We should be eating creme brulee instead. Like, it, who interrupted dessert? Like, come on. Of course, they all still had full plates when she brought out dessert. It's a little premature. Yeah. 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 That's a lot. Yeah. The other fun thing that I that I noticed, and I mean, they make this pretty, pretty clear. The They do, like, the family Santa picture, which I've never seen, like, the parents in the Santa picture, unless it's a baby, but they're like kind of like preteens. So that was kind of strange, but Santa is, is checking out the daughter who, how old could she possibly be? Like, like 14, 15. Yeah. So like, and Tony Collette's just looking at the picture, like, Oh, and I was just like, what the fuck Santa? Like, what a creep. No, thank you. Like, don't you like check the, uh, you know, it's like buying like the photo of, you know, you going down Splash Mountain with your friends. Like you check the proof if you're going to pay the exorbitant yeah. price for this. Right. So like, how would you not see that already? Yeah. Unless, you know, did, you're in a rush. I get it. They didn't look at it. But and then also I noticed like she was hanging. She was adding to all the years of photos. Yes. Of Christmas mm-hmm. photos. There was like maybe three or four prior. Yeah. And I'm like, does she put all of them out each year or does she just add one every single year year, and they keep the rest of them up? I would bet she puts them out every year. Like she pulls them down and then puts them back up. That, yeah. That's weird. It's that is very. I guess that maybe feels, not as weird as leaving them all up. One, that feels very East Coast to me. And two, I she seemed pretty into Christmas like her like or at least the the performativeness of Christmas like she really went big on the on the decorating and the cooking and I 
from how Adam Scott like communicates with her and says, you know, like you can, you can relax every now and then, or like that sort of thing. You, you get that that's like her character type that she's like very type A and likes everything to be perfect and all those things. So I could definitely see that woman hanging up those Christmas photos every single year and then taking them down. When your husband tells you, you need to just relax. Does that work? Do you, do you just relax? Thank you. We've talked about this before and no, no, unless it's, if it has nothing to do with like anything, you know, like if we're like, if we're sitting together having a nice conversation and like something trivial like happens or maybe like, you know, it's the end of the day, like, you know what, just relax. Like we don't need to fold the laundry right now. Like that kind of thing. That doesn't bother me too much, but yeah, if I'm visibly stressed yeah, don't don't tell me to relax, especially I'm sorry, if you have family over, if you have family over for any reason, there's no time to relax. Absolutely not. Like, I don't care if it's your most chill family member. I'm not relaxing. Like if I have people in my home, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, that's fair. Especially yeah. when you're dealing with fucking Aunt Dorothy, who you are not counting on. What a bitch Aunt Dorothy is. And also yeah. like she could not even be troubled to take care of those children in a life or death situation. And Dorothy, unless she was, unless she was feeding them alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Which felt, so, which felt very real to me, honestly, for, for her character. Yeah. She's like, let me teach you to make peppermint schnapps. And I was like, wait, peppermint schnapps is just peppermint schnapps. But Well, I think she like, cause she put the, the candy the tea or coffee. Yeah, she was she was making her own little her own little uh, yeah creation there. It was like hot cocoa and candy cane and peppermint peppermint schnapps. That's pretty good. So Max is like the spirit of Christmas is over for me. This is too much. Mm-hmm. I've been embarrassed and shamed. And <laughs> so he rips up the letter and like you know throws litters. it out the window, which I'm fucking like, litters. Litter. And I think that's probably what set Krampus off. But I'm like, Krampus also, is like, by what the, the way, fuck? I was going to build a snowman here. Maybe 50. But then also, yeah. And, <laughs> but I'm like, also, it's December 23rd. Like, when are you going to fucking mail that letter, bro? Like, yeah, that DHL guy time... like is really putting in work. And you're out here not even you're counting on USPS. Yeah, I know. Jeez. Or what was it like? They couldn't. They, yeah, they couldn't say UPS. It was like the boys in brown, probably. Yeah, yeah, like, that's really boys weird. Brown. Why did? Why wouldn't you just say like, I don't know. I was just here when I got here. And yeah, I left. I don't know. It felt felt weird because I'm sure they could. They didn't want to say you. You know, UPS. Yeah. For like, you know, I don't know, giving them money or something. D- DHL sure. made the cut. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I don't think I've ever used DHL before outside no. of when I was working at a movie theater, we would get prints, um, yeah. you know, the movies that would come in at like one in the morning and it was always DHL in these like awful, you know, hexagon kind of tin cans that you had to like unlock and open and pull the film out and roll it. It was very, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I think that they, DHL. I, there you go. I think the reason why DHL would do something like that is because they don't make as many deliveries. And I think they're known for being more careful than your typical FedEx or UPS situation. But I won't talk too much shit because I've dealt with FedEx drivers and UPS drivers for a very long time. And a lot of them are very lovely, hardworking people. Um, Mm -hmm. But they do throw around a box. (laughs) 
<laughs> they sure do. <laughs> they do know how to toss a box. Yes. Plenty. It's like they see the they see the fragile sticker as a dare, you mm-hmm. know. Just start kicking kicking things around. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what sets off Krampus. And I wonder if maybe, you know, maybe this child is just a little bit more predisposed to being haunted by the Krampus because Krampus was already keeping an eye out on the grandma. I thought the same thing. Absolutely. So I, I just remember at one point where, you know, he turns to the grandma, you know, Omi or Oni and says, um, you know, this is my fault. I think this is all my fault, you know? Mm-hmm. As and he then, catches on pretty quickly. And she turns and says something. To them. Now, normally, whenever she is speaking in German, there'll either be subtitles or mm-hmm. Max will um, or you know, either say what she says or there'll be some context yeah. clues. But she responds in German, and but you don't know what she says. So we'll have to ask someone. We'll have to run it up to the research team um, mm. to see who speaks German and oh, let us know. That. But um, but I was curious because I was thinking what she was going to say is either, oh, yeah, definitely this is your fault. Or <laughs> uh, actually, this is probably my fault. Yeah, we're honest. we're both kind of fucking up here. So could be both. So her version of Krampus, um, this backstory, mm-hmm. um, I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but when she explains when Krampus visited her when she was a kid mm-hmm. um, and it cuts into this this animated sequence which I love. Um, I think it's the best part of the movie. I love the animation. I think it's really cool. I would just watch that. And it's funny for someone that shits on Nightmare Before Christmas, even though it's not, you know, it's more, it's more like. That's scary. The shadow work, like, and that is fun. Looks good. Yeah. Yeah. That was a creative way to do something different. Yeah. And I like how it's the same crew rolling with Krampus. Like, you know, you got your gingerbread folk, little guys, even though like those, I like the gingerbread people the least. Because it just gives me just minions vibes. Oh, we're gonna. I I've got I've got questions for you about about his crew. So yeah, <laughs> I um, hope you're prepared. So, but they find that out after what two kids have been eaten by this point. Both the teenage daughter. Yeah, she keeps that story. She keeps that story real close to her chest, considering how serious things are, like, and what's at stake. You know. And I think if she knew, I, I just think that you'd be there'd be a little bit more investment in keeping that Christmas spirit going for other people. Yeah. You know, like you're just like, you know, like I get it. Like Adam Scott's being kind of a kind of a dick at first when he's like, you know, you know, mom, don't waste your time. You know, like you know, mm-hmm. my wife bought cookies. Don't worry, you know, mm-hmm. and it's more like it's not about like having cookies or not. It's about like I'm doing this thing that I've. Yeah. I'm doing and it's I'm doing something nice and that's the whole part of the holidays sure mm-hmm. but um yeah I don't know yeah um I think there's a lot of parenting issues in this movie like you've oh, got boy. a full you've got a full-on blizzard going on outside if you're going to let your daughter walk over to someone's house, maybe have anyone else go with her who's an adult. Like when you see her walking through that blizzard, like that's intense. That would that'd be enough for me to to go back inside and be like, all right, fuck that guy. Like we're just gonna have to talk on the phone because that like you just let her go out in that in those conditions. 
What and and I mean, and the phones are dead, so it's just like you have like no way to find out. Yeah, if she's there and gets there on the other side, but I would definitely be like, just stay home. Well, well, one either stay home or two, you know, like as Adam Scott or whoever, one of the adults, I'd be like, I'm mm-hmm. going with you. And yes. because I also have a vested interest in just finding anyone else that has power, finding literally just anybody else in general. So yeah, well, she, like, yeah, that's because he was saying he wanted to go across the street to check with the neighbors. So it's like, just walk her there, check out some of the neighbors, two birds, one stone. Like it's, it's a perfect situation. Like don't, don't send her um, on her own, but I do really like the introduction of Krampus and seeing how he's like massive, but super agile. (laughs) Like, he can he can jump from house to house i you wouldn't expect that from his size and shape like he seems hunched over yeah seems very like just just older a little more decrepit but he's like uh-huh. doing like just some some parkour from like house oh hell to yeah house. He it was very yeah. impressive it was very parkour <laughs> yeah just absolutely. doing backflips and he's like who's what was that <laughs> fucking movie with the parkour monster that grew out of that woman's back Oh, uh, Malignant. This is the second time that you've referenced that movie and didn't know the title of it. (laughs) Uh So, yeah, pretty cool parkour situation. I remember the first time I watched this movie, I was so shocked that she was the first one to go or like something to happen to her. And I like the little introduction of that uh, little Jack in the Box, too. There's something about a a Jack in the Box that just really... I am not okay with them. They, why, why? Like, I obviously like a thrill. I like a chill, but like, I don't want that thing popping out. (laughs) Like, no, thank you. I was pretty impressed with all, almost all of the creature designs. Yeah. Outside of the gingerbread men, to be honest, because they just felt that was the most CG looking. Um, Maybe that robot too, but. I think Thing else was practical other than the gingerbread man and then of course krampus's face has um i think yeah. some some effects on it but um okay since you keep bringing up these gingerbread men i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna skip i'm gonna skip ahead a little bit let's let's talk about this his little spooky crew because i really like the design of krampus even though you can tell that he's he's got some cg i think he's really cool looking um i think he's scary yeah I like his hands. I like his horns. Like I like, I like the whole thing. So his little crew, if you include the elves who aren't toys, like you can include them. Then you've got Kyle's favorite, the gingerbread men. Then you've got the little robot guy. Then you have the bear, that weird angel of sorts. And then that ginormous, jack-in-the-box snake worm thing going on did i get all of them yeah i think so who's your favorite since we know you don't like the gingerbread men which one is your favorite probably the angel really um i just loved when she's you know because i like because a lot a lot of them like hey i have that like kind of toy kind of yeah. like aesthetic i love how it was very evil dead to me yeah. when they were up in the attic and tony collette is being pinned down <laughs> and like 
the angel's like tongue comes out uh, and just, like, yeah. licking her face yeah. and just, just moving and gyrating. Um, and the sounds she makes are pretty funny see the too. Hand motion I'm making. It, it's good. It looks yeah. like it. <laughs> that one was really fun. I would say like it's tied between her and and the uh, Jack in the Box snake, mm. just because when his mouth opens. Oh. It, it looks so good yeah i love it and just 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 yeah just the commitment to eating children i uh <laughs> all about it yeah i i think the jack in the box is my favorite he gets the most like very clear screen time but that the way his mouth is designed is really good like it it's terrifying and I think the best thing about it is that the first time that Adam Scott sees anything supernatural, it is that Jack in the Box. And his reaction is literally, oh, come on. And I love that so much because I feel like that's just a perfect reaction to something so outrageous. Like after all the shit they've already been through. Yeah, it was pretty good. I um, was not a big fan of that robot thing. Yeah, I don't know what he it it felt very like um like later installments of Puppet Master, right? I was gonna ask you what crew would you take? The Puppet Master crew or Krampus, the Krampus crew? Oh, for sure, Puppet Master. Yeah, me too. Easy one. I I have an attachment to to Puppet Master, but I also thought about the movie. Have you ever seen Demonic Toys? A long time ago. I haven't seen that in a in a hot second, but I thought about that because they also have like a clown jack in the box type guy. But I really, I really like the way that this one this one looks. I think Krampus has a has a pretty cool crew. So when grandma's doing the flashback, and then there's like a shot of grandma in her room and you see the shadow of Krampus in the doorway and you see like the gingerbread mm-hmm. guy like the hanging from the hook and waving and then the elves and stuff like that. And I was thinking, so this crew has been rolling for a long time. Oh yeah. And was the robot <laughs> there, there too? Cause I just, I just wonder like, or was the robot, did he join later like after like i mean he's like i was invented as a robot but like i just like don't want to be like a fun robot anymore like, what kind of robot toy. Do you think he was yeah i don't know i don't know if i got a clear shot of like what kind of robot he was. oh i did not get a clear shot of him at all but maybe he was like a reject robot like it was a, a prototype and they were like this is never gonna work no kid will ever want to buy this and krampus was like you know what Come on, let's go terrorize children and families together. Yeah. Could be. I want an origin story of that robot. <laughs> let's let's hear that story. Just that crew coming together and just what they do in the off season too. Cause it's like clearly like I know Krampus has a home. <laughs> like, does Krampus provide a living wage to the rest of them? Like, where do they live? You know, probably in a place not as big as Krampus is, right? Yeah. Unless they've got like a dual income if they're living all together, you know, or I would think that they kind of live together. I mean, he kind of carries them around in that bag. Like he wraps them up and carries them in that bag and then they have to like unwrap themselves. That feels it's smart though. He planted them in there. I love that. I love that strategy. I wonder, I think that and I think that can be hard to live with who you work with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be rough. Well, you know, there's a time I lived with someone I worked with and 
and we were also in a band together. So we were around all the time. <laughs> I don't know. I had a great experience. I don't know if he'll say the same. But I so. <laughs> Maybe. I um, was mostly not annoying. No, I, I think, I think we did all right. We did all right. Early twenties for first time living out in the big city of Temecula. <laughs> oh, I wasn't talking about you. Oh no. <laughs> No, I was talking about my friend Abe in San Francisco. Well, no, oh, I knew that you were talking about a bandmate, but I thought you meant when we had lived, when we lived together. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I said, I just, I love that the movie, at least seemingly in its PG-13, PG-14, oh wait, I'm going to keep doing that yeah. forever, sorry. Um, those limitations, like, you know, you still have this thing like eating children and dragging children up through you know the chimney and stuff like that like you're yeah. you're thinking especially like after one gets eaten you're like oh no no these children are gone you know it's not even like just yeah krampus was like no 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 i kidnap you i can't speak to what that fucking thing does that <laughs> thing just might eat you yeah you know well, so and the the interesting thing about this whole krampus situation so he's outside Hanging out, fucking around, making snowmen, like at at a very accelerated rate. Those snowmen are super creepy. And then they start to represent the victims of the family, like which I noticed for the first time was good this touch. watch. Um Me too. But the grandma, Omi, she like casually mentions to Adam Scott, her son, like, you know, keep the fire hot. Like it to me, that implies like, oh, like, make sure everybody's warm. You know, it probably would have been good information to have that the fire was what was keeping Krampus out. But also, as soon as the elves, the elves just decide they're just going to bust through that window. So why didn't they just do that sooner? Like, does he enjoy, maybe he enjoys fucking with them because, or he just has to come through a chimney? I don't get it. Like, what what was that timing? I mean, like, I think there's plan A and plan B. And then also, like, you know, kind of like I was saying with the jack-in-the-box snake, it's like, I can only control what I can control. <laughs> so I, plan you seven. know, we're also a team. Like, yes, do I lead them? Yes, do I drag them around in my bag? But we're a diverse group of people with diverse <laughs> opinions and diverse thoughts. So I think that the plan is, like, you know, the chimney route and yeah. taking the children that way or just beating them with the birch sticks mm -hmm. you know or the birch rod or whatever um elves just don't have that time i mean elves just yeah. who knows they don't want to get cute with it like this is you know they're busy they got things going on this is like two days before christmas and here they are dealing with this bullshit right so yeah. i mean i guess when when elves i would assume they're the same from the same from the same labor force i would suppose right mm -hmm. like do you think that santa's elves like when they find out like ah oh, there's some shitty kid like krampus is gonna go deal with like do they have to like put in like a work email being like hey we need overtime we're offering overtime for uh <laughs> you gotta head over to this place you gotta be we gotta be uh it's the mean elf shift though not the uh not the toy making, making <laughs> No, not the toy making. It's the mean shift. So, you know, just go, <laughs> just go wild though. Steal. They stole a baby and just ran off with it. They felt very professional. Like, I, I feel like they do that 
100% of the time. That's their Very job. Yeah. Like the, the good elves that are working for Santa, like they're, they're expert toy makers. They don't know how to invade and, you know, bust through windows and stuff like that. They're building things. They're not destroying things. These are two very different types of, of elves. But I know you said you didn't like the design of the gingerbread men, but I did think that it was kind of fun when they attack um, Howard in the kitchen. I like that. I like Rosie coming to the rescue. I love that she eats one. That's so cute. You know, it's just like, hey, you know, a dog treat's a dog treat. I don't care if it's, you know. Yeah, she's like, it's you know, anthropomorphic, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I think if anything, that would make my dogs want to eat it. More. Oh, for sure. She was probably like, so excited. It's flying in the air. She's like, oh, I'm going to catch it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Good for Rosie. And then also, speaking of, we could just jump to, you know, Rosie, rest in peace. Or, well, Maybe with this with this ending but yeah, i don't think she... that was absolutely that was absolutely fucking max's fault too for getting rosie killed no one was asking did he open the vent to send rosie into the vents he goes on his own unasked to open the vent and say you know go for it dog that's fucked get it, it like there's like, no would, chance that so dog mad. there's no chance that poor little rosie no. is going to be able to take that jack in the box are you kidding no that's that's wild yeah so it's i just don't get i just that's the thing i just don't get this kid just couldn't get couldn't get behind him his dumb little christmas wishes yeah (laughs) yeah he um i don't know i okay so normally howard um aggravates me because the howard was originally my least favorite and this time i think it was max um as my least favorite of the characters not because like not because of the the kid that actually like plays max like he does a fine job it's just like all the things that we've talked about already of his character but this time around i was thinking a lot about howard because he's like super obnoxious then as soon as like adam scott is like can your truck like drive out in the snow he's like fuck yeah it can and he's got like his guns ready and i was like that's when it's nice to have like that like kind of redneck gun-toting brother-in-law that you're just like oh in an apocalyptic situation like you're really handy to have <laughs> but other than that maybe not um but he i really enjoy their like their whole exchange and adventure out in in the other houses because he like recognizes like the hoof prints and he's like that's bigger than anything i've ever hunted and i was like oh all of your like skills that normally would in real regular life would never be useful are useful in this situation. So I enjoyed Howard more this time, but then he goes back to being an asshole at some point, um, kind of loses his shit a little bit again, but yeah, I, I enjoyed them being outside and, you know, he thanks Adam, Adam Scott for saving his life. So I was like, he can, he can be humble too. I don't know. I mean, yes, I, I, it was kind of what I was thinking before Aunt Dorothy got pulled away is, you know, when she was, you know, all of a sudden Aunt Dorothy's a great shot with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, ah, oh, good. You know, I was like, you know, at least we got something useful out of you. And then, yeah. And then you're gone. And I don't really feel that bad about it. Yeah. Though, I don't know. As a, if I was, I don't know if I need to be a hunter to know that that was bigger than the hoof of a goat. Well, did you feel you like know? Adam like, Scott would know that? 
based off of like everything that he said, the way he's holding the gun. Did you notice the way he holds the gun like upside down by the bottom yeah, of the good. handle? I love that. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I had not noticed that the first couple of watches. I think every time I've watched this movie, because it, it has moments where it drags for sure. Um, for how short it is. Like, I feel like there are a few moments where I'm like, okay, this is going on a little bit long. Um, I'm no, I noticed cause I was actively really watching it this time. Like, you know, things that I would have like moments when I would have been distracted on, you know, scrolling on my phone or something, which I don't do when I'm watching, you know, to prepare for recording. But, um, yeah, I, I appreciated Howard a little bit more in this watch for the the type of character he is. And um, I still, though, can't forgive him for falling asleep. How dare he tell Adam Scott to go sleep with his family and then just falls asleep by the window. Yeah, right. You had one job. Come on. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, come on. So, but gosh, you know, I feel like, you know, you have this attack on the house from the bear which is the most he's kind of middle of the road he looks fine um and you know you lose poor rosie you Mm -hmm. know rest in peace rosie and i just feel like the the movie i get where it kind of like stalls because i feel like kind of after this like you know it's like well okay do we keep them in the house or Mm -hmm. like what do we do i feel like the movie like really kind of you know rushes to an end and doesn't really know what to do with itself especially when there's like you know you're over an hour in people are getting attacked but i feel like it's pretty quickly where it's like oh huh we have like a pretty large cast we need to start kind of getting rid of people Mm -hmm. so it's like you lose um you know the you know stevie and jordan or no i guess no sorry just jordan Mm -hmm. and the baby and aunt dorothy Mm -hmm. and david keckner all pretty quick yeah till you're just down to like you're like keeping track of like how many and the grandma Children are left do we have the grandma sacrifices oh, the grandma, herself right to buy them like no time whatsoever yeah. I, I never understood that unless i never understood that in movies unless it was really more like oh, i'm an old woman i'm gonna slow you down um more than i'm buying you time yeah that that was kind of more my thought like she's like maybe i can slow him down for a little bit and i'm not walking out there in that blizzard I like that they just take off with the baby. They're just like, yep. <laughs> like this and just how these parents Which I forget just, every yeah, time. Just consistently just consistently failing. Yeah. Um and they like <laughs> one job, which is, you know, especially when they say that dumb shit about, you know, like a shepherd protects his flock, you know, back and forth to each other. Yeah, it's like your one job is to keep those kids alive. <laughs> that, like alive. alpha male nonsense. And it's like, but but you clearly none of you can do it. Yeah. Um <laughs> because, but I I feel like the movie just even when there's like 20 minutes left, I have it on the background here, but it's like, as we're, you know, it's feel like it's just very much just rushes to an end where it's like, they leave the house, mm-hmm. the grandma, you know, gets killed allegedly. And then none of them make it to the truck outside of the two children. And how are they going to drive that, I mean, fuck. that truck? I wouldn't know how to drive I mean, a I, truck like that. Even, I mean, even me with a stick shift, I'm like, ah, yeah, like, uh, it's been a long time. Who knows how far they're going to make it? Like, practice this well. So let's see how far it even get. And yeah, so and and then, but and then by that point, you only have Max left, and then you have this final, um, 
final kind of conversation check in with Krampus and the team as they've got their portal to hell open yeah. some somewhere in this neighborhood you never yeah. really know exactly how far they've gone because you can still you know even with the storm it's like when you could hear the gunshots from the the original time mm-hmm. that adam scott and david Keckner go out like i feel like i'm like yeah even with the storm like am i they'd have to be pretty close for you to hear it that well you know? yeah i think so it's- i never really it's hard to get the bearings of like how far out they actually made it. I don't think they made it very far because I mean a couple blocks, I think. Maybe not even because the the daughter in the beginning, Beth, she says that her boyfriend lives just a couple houses down. So I think that the four, blizzard four blocks away. Did she? Yeah, he lives oh, four blocks okay, away. That's I remember pretty him far. saying that. But at at some point, Howard says that they were out there for like he said within four minutes he felt like he was already getting frostbite on his fingers so like it that storm was severe and obviously like magical so that severe and it's hard to tell because there's no road anymore like everything's covered in snow it almost looks like they're walking through a forest but they're definitely still walking through a neighborhood so it's hard to tell right yeah so I just this this kid the audacity of this child you know um yeah yelling at Krampus Uh -uh. Krampus being like oh yeah first we'll be like I take my wish back and I'm like who do you like think this is (laughs) and like in what case like calm down Aladdin this isn't uh... and then he and then even then could Aladdin take his wish back in that story either no what what makes you what makes you think that you can do that. No, he has like, no... no take backs is a very common phrase. And the genie, I would assume it would be, if anyone, a little bit more understanding than Krampus would yeah. as far as taking back gifts. So it's, they're taking back uh, whatever um, wishes, right? So, and then also when it was like, oh no, you're not going to take your wish back. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you. Then the kid was like, well, okay. Well, then take me instead. Mm-hmm. And then, even so, he's like, "Dude, you're you're in, you are not in a position. <laughs> you have to be making deals to be to be making deals and making demands and trying to rewrite the fucking agreement. Like, I am legendary, dude. I've been around. Like, I'm ancient, <laughs> more ancient than fucking Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, which, funny enough, Santa Claus and then Krampus and Krampus comes from the word Krampen, which means claw. Hmm. so that's fun mm, i don't know but more claw like a yeah yeah meow, kind of claw yeah. more like a uh li- liar liar beware the claw <laughs> yeah. so either either one you choose yeah um, he so when max the the funny thing to me too is that krampus left max so presumably he was going to be the one survivor and the, you know um which one was left, Jordan or Stevie? Stevie. Stevie was, you know, done for. So, you know, Max decides he's going to try to fix the situation and get his family back, which is really bold. I'm like, you could have just gotten away. But I wonder if he hadn't wished that Christmas was just the way that it used to be, if he would have just been left in the regular world and like everyone who died would have been dead and that would have been that but then he could have you know found a way to safety 
I, I, that's the one thing that I'm really, I, I always wonder about this movie just out of curiosity. Cause the ending is quite, quite wonka doodle that they're like just in a snow globe. And well, I don't know if they have to live that day over and over again, or if they're just in a Christmas snow globe forever. There's a couple of ways I, I think you can interpret it where it's like, did they ever get out? You know, mm-hmm. are they is stuck in the snow globe forever? Oh, they for sure are. Or oh, that's okay. how that's oh, how I, I interpreted s- it. What what was the or? Well, I was gonna suggest also that they all lived, and this is, you know, just like a a warning from the Krampus and the snow globes it's like the snow globes are just his window into all over the world especially people that he needs to keep an eye on more so like this family oh so i don't know so, i like, didn't that's think just, about it that way and it's all and it zooms out it zooms out like you know uh not quite men in black style with like the marbles <laughs> yeah and everything, but like where it's like all his little workshop of snow globes yeah. which i assume are different houses with different families yeah. and different kids or whatever um so and that i for some reason i thought that's what the director was like kind of leaning like what the ending was rather than like uh-huh. oh this isn't real we're just stuck in this forever and like this is like our not necessarily hell but i'm just like but but it, he does get christmas back to the way it used to be it kind of right we're like they're all happy and cheerful but and see stuff. that's what like, i thought was the the kicker was like oh i just want christmas the way that mm-hmm. it used to be and it's like okay then you will live in christmas for all of eternity like y'all are just gonna have christmas morning over and over again in this house because just the way that i don't know the way that it looks and like you know they see the little bell little krampus bell and they all remember what happened because it seems like they wake up and they forgot everything and then as soon as they see that bell even rosie reacts like i love that yeah. i love that they they go to everybody in the family and, and rosie rosie and rosie it's like hmm? and makes that like yeah. sound yeah. <laughs> a little like side side <laughs> head um yeah wow so we got we got two totally different endings like out of this movie um I I really thought that they were trapped in a snow globe forever, but you totally could be right. They, I like that too. Yeah, maybe maybe it is just so he can keep a close eye. I do like the, you know, I do like horror stories, especially ones geared towards young adults and kids that have bummer endings. So I, I'd, I'd be more apt to lean towards yours. Well, and that's why I think I I like this movie. I like the idea of that ending more because I don't like the idea of everyone just coming back to life and Christmas being great. I like the idea of them all coming back to life and then having to be trapped in a situation where they're all together having their happy, Merry Christmas. It feels very like twilight zone to me for them to be stuck living in that Christmas in a snow globe. Do I get to pick which Christmas I get to live over and over and over again? I wonder I wonder how those rules like I'm just like sure fine give me this monkey's paw situation where like yeah I want Christmas to be the way it Mm -hmm. used to be but yeah okay it has to be under these weird cryptic you know spooky circumstances sure fine I'll 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 meet you I'll meet (laughs) you halfway there but do I get to choose which Christmas I get to relive over and over and over because I do think which one would you choose what how what age would you choose if you had to live it over and over and over again 
well but then it depends too because i'm like okay so if it's the christmas i got the my n64 and ocarina of time i'm like okay do i need to unwrap that every morning and restart the game oh that's frustrating again? like yeah. or do i get to keep do i get to keep the save state no you know i i, mean? I think then... i think it's a it's a start over do over situation that's just that's just my i feel like it has to be cruel like there has to be some like cruelty to it because it's krampus there's no no there's no, no save cards. there's no memory cards in hell in, like in the safe states <laughs> no dickhead. yeah it's, this is uh you you start over every single fucking day. <laughs> yeah, you get that. You get this fucking you know original Nintendo, and here's fucking some bullshit. Where if you die, you have to start all the way at the beginning. Yeah, but I like that. Interesting. I'll have to look and see if I can find what the intended ending was. I don't like watching those videos where they're like the ending explained kind of thing, but I am kind of curious to hear other people's interpretations of of this. For sure. Yeah. You know, I had a feeling we'd breeze through this one because, again, it's not really a short, it's it's not a really short a long movie. movie. Yeah. It's a short movie. And even the credits are like 10 minutes. It feels like it's like, you know, eight to 10 minutes long. So, yeah. um, gosh, any any thoughts? Um, any additional thoughts? And also, I'm curious, any additional, any, uh, any taglines you got for this one? There are taglines. Um, and this one, I think, actually has some fun ones. Christmas, I think anything that's like a Christmas movie or a Christmas horror movie typically has some fun taglines. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing, too, about this movie and the taglines is that it has more than some of the other ones. So I'm starting to see, I, I'm starting to catch a little bit of a theme. This one is is not part of that, but... So Christmas movies seem to have a lot of taglines. Slashers are the ones that have a lot of taglines. It seems like anything that's like a, like, you know, like a Midsummer or like even like Hereditary or I'm thinking of um, what else only had like Fright Night even like it was, you know, a vampire movie. Like they have less taglines. It seems like slashers they get real creative with the puns and the dates and surviving the night and who's the killer and all those things. So this one has six taglines. Um, I'll start with one that really they shouldn't have credit for. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. That's Santa. Yeah, I don't think that's theirs. Um, but he's weird. He's weird, weird and creepy enough as it is. Yeah. Um, I like. Will you survive this Christmas? That's great. Keep it simple. Um, okay. you better watch out. That's a fun one. When the Christmas when the Christmas spirit is lost, he arrives dot 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 is coming to town so presumably krampus is coming to town and then mm-hmm. i think this one is my favorite you don't want to be on his list i like that yeah, it's the best i one. like that one like the, yeah. the a lot of the other ones feel very um just santa because it leans on you knowing santa's rules and his mm-hmm. whole situation which i mean presumably you, know. you would 
you know, yeah, if you're familiarized with it, you know, I mean, I think even if you don't celebrate, you know, Christmas has become so commercialized oh, yeah. that it, you know. Well, come on, I, you hear I, these, I these fucking songs everywhere you go in December. So like the, you better watch out. That's a song is coming to town. That's a song. He sees you when you're sleeping. That's a song. So like, even if you weren't someone who celebrates Christmas, like you've heard these fucking songs about Santa, you know, his deal. Like it's, he's in your face. Is that just just the name of the song? He sees you when you're sleeping. (laughs) It should be. That's the song. I just just, like, (laughs) no, but it should be. You got me on that one. <laughs> yeah, I like you don't want to be on his list. Um, I also like there was another one that you said that was more like kind of like gave you a little more plot. It kind of reminded me of the tagline for trick or treat. Like um, they were made to protect us. Mm-hmm. And you were just kind of like, I don't know if I would like understand that, like outside of like after I've watched the movie, but it was yeah. like one of the middle ones you said where it was like more like just explaining the situation to you. The will you survive Christmas? No. What was the other one? Oh, when the Christmas spirit is lost, he arrives. Yeah. That one, it feels clear to me though. Like that's actually, I think that's a, that's a good tagline. It's not as fun, but it gives you some context. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And that is right smack dab in the middle of them. Yeah. So who wants to uh, wants to go first with a boo score? Ooh. I can go first. Okay. Okay. This one was a tough one. Every time I watch this movie, I feel different about it. I really enjoyed it on this last watch. Maybe I'm feeling the Christmas spirit. I hope you're listening, Krampus. Um, gosh, Tony Collette and Adam Scott really give it, give it a good, good punch there. Rewatchability. I think rewatchability is high on this movie. And I think I would recommend it to people as like, if you wanted something fun to watch like during during Christmas time that's that's kind of scary like it would be this and maybe like gremlins um mm, I'm gonna give it a 2.5 two and a half booze love it that's exactly what I was gonna give it to um when I think of this movie like you know when I talk about how a two movie is a perfectly fine perfectly watchable enjoyable time I think of this movie. This movie feels yes. like that. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's nothing great. Doesn't really add much to it. Yeah. But everyone's fine. And I'll throw it an extra half a boo because you have Tony Cast is good. and you have Allison Tolman and mm-hmm. you have Adam Scott and you got the whole team. So who I think is a better husband to Tony Collette than the other guy was in Hereditary. Oh, so maybe, yeah, for sure. And then I was. And then I was thinking just Adam Scott and Hereditary, and I think he would have been really good in it too. <laughs> they just have them together in, in all the movies. Yeah, I I love that. I absolutely agree. And you know what, Max? Fuck you, because you know marriage is a is a long, a long, long game that you just don't understand. But like when he says, like I hope they fall in love again, 
even if they weren't at their best, like I felt like they were very supportive of each other. Yeah. Right. I think they still loved each other even when they're, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, even when they're out of sync a little bit, you know, which happens. Yeah. Right? Like it's a healthy relationship. Yeah. So, ups and downs. Max, stop fucking making it about you in this fucking. Yeah. Your idealized, you know, fucking picture perfect fucking existence, <laughs> dude. Like life's real, dude. Get over yourself. Yeah. I don't know. You need to learn that at, at 10 for sure. All right. So I was, yeah, I was back and forth between a two and a two and a half on this one, but so was know, I. I'm going to go two and a half too, just because I also think like, I really did like a lot of the costuming mm-hmm. for, you know, the little creatures and the elves and stuff. I thought yeah. that the design for some of the monsters was really fun. Yeah. Um, and even when it gets a little silly and goofy, even with those dumb gingerbread people, but yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, two and a half it's great you know yeah watch it there's better there's better spooky christmas movies definitely oh for sure especially ones like when you mentioned gremlins i'm like yeah absolutely i will always watch gremlins yeah gremlins <laughs> is great that's a great spooky so, horror movie. what 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 are some of your other favorite uh christmas christmas themed horror movies do you have any others well we're going to be talking about one next week mm-hmm which spoiler alert um well actually not spoiler alert you have all seen the calendar by now yeah. um we'll be talking about better watch out which is a recent one yeah that i've enjoyed i enjoyed quite a bit but Me we'll too. see it's been a while since we we watched it and i think we watched it together so we did it'll be uh it'll be a a nice refresh of that movie <laughs> is that the only time you've seen that one yeah yeah i've only watched it once as well so that'll be fun that'll be fun to rewatch. Yeah, we'll we'll keep it we'll keep it Christmassy for for a little bit, but uh, I think those are my two like two of my favorites. I also do watch the um, I guess the Muppets isn't really horror, but it's a good one. What about They're your ghosts. what about a Christmas movie that isn't a horror movie? Do you have any favorite regular Christmas movies? I don't know. I would say um, honestly all three you know i mean i know they're bad slashers but all three black christmases um <laughs> yeah i i enjoy for different reasons yeah so, um i would i i, I, I definitely want to say that i definitely am not big into like santa's sleigh or violent night or like some of those other ones are like santa's just like killing people it just all just seems like a little wait did you watch the, violent like, night schlocky no it's fun I fucking loved it. Is it fun? Yeah, I kind of loved right. it. It's and like don't go into it with high expectations. It's a really weird, it's a really weird story, but um it is extremely violent. I when they say violent light night, they are not kidding. And I definitely watched that with Phil. And he was like, This movie is amazing. And I was like, you know what? It's not bad. And you have uh John Leguizamo as your villain. So that's fun. I like but that. I, I like violent. There's night. let's see, there's I'm just looking at spooky Christmas movies on, you know, I'm just Googling it. Um, there's a one I've never seen, I have no intention. It's called Ginger Dead Man. But oh, why yeah. did you call it just ginger ginger dread? You know, because it feels bread and dread. Yeah, okay. And dread is still yeah. 
you know, Ginger Dread Man. But it sounds it's a little bit of a mouthful, but Ginger Dead Man also. So I mean I don't they know. want to make sure you know that but he's killing as far as yeah, as far as Christmas movies, just kind of in general, I don't know. It's I don't really care that much. So like usually I'm like I'm like one of those people that'll be like, let's watch Die Hard or let's watch yeah. um Batman Returns. Yeah, you just find movies that watch, take uh, place during the holiday season rather than Edward Scissorhands even maybe. Yeah, I think Edward Scissorhands feels anything that has snow really is gonna feel Christmassy to me too. Like so yeah. Yeah, I can't think of any How about you? So we do this thing where we watch episodes of like some of our favorite TV shows, their Christmas episodes instead of movies usually. So when we're decorating the tree, like we'll play a bunch of like we'll play like Parks and Rec, we'll play The Office. Um I'm trying to think. Those are usually the two the two main ones. But um, we watch Elf a lot just because it's like super lighthearted and like fun. Um, but yeah, I, I typically watch Christmas horror because that's 90% of what I watch, really. I don't watch a lot. I don't watch a lot of non-horror movies, at least. Like I watch different types of television shows, but 90, maybe 95% of what I watch movies wise is is all scary. So Oh yeah, me too. And yeah, so we're, we're definitely those people that, you know, mm-hmm. when the holidays, any holiday rolls around, it's like, Ooh, we've got a scary movie to watch. Yeah, we've got, or, we've got a horror movie for everything. So yeah. You can't just watch a Christmas movie. It has to be, you know, we can't just watch Jack Frost. We have to watch Jack Frost. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Oh so yeah. Funny. That's, that's a fun, that's a fun movie. I haven't watched in a long time. Cool yeah um so well you know and we'll we'll get more into the 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 holiday conversation too as we Mm -hmm. go into next week so i'll keep some i'll keep some christmas uh cards in my back pocket here you know for to continue through the uh through the month yeah um anything else you want to say about krampus before we wrap up no um i think I think Krampus is great. I think it's a fun movie. If you're looking for something to watch that's scary and different, and you've never seen it, I'd say watch it. And yeah, he's, I think he wins over Santa. Like if you're going to be creepy, just really lean into it. Don't, don't pull this, this good cop card. Like Santa, are you really that much better than Krampus? I guess he does bring toys, but you know. Yeah, the only other thing I can think of is when they are doing Christmas morning, whether it's real or not. And I think Tony Collette opens this like taxidermied cat or something. Oh, because they they, they hunted like, oh, read- it. <laughs> yeah, and and he's like, yeah, I reattached the foot myself. And then um, Allison Tolman <laughs> says something along the lines of. As you can see, he did a really good job reattaching it. And like just the way she said it, I don't know why I just laughed. I thought it was a really <laughs> funny delivery that seemed like just such a throwaway, like in the background. Yeah. Line. I didn't so even know. I thought that. it was really funny. She's real funny. I like her a lot. Yeah. Um, so you know, I was telling you I was having this movie playing on in the background. Mm-hmm. Um the 
it's a well it's another wish themed movie um it started automatically playing wish upon remember that one with ryan Felipe? oh my gosh it did that to me when i watched it the other day yeah <laughs> and and i was thinking why is this connected and i was thinking oh it's just like oh here's another wish movie here you totally like, different has gone wrong totally different yeah which i mean i you know I, yeah same i guess skeleton i suppose but also with someone from House of Sherilyn Fenn, also from Twin Peaks. What are we talking about? Oh, Riverdale. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Check out a Riverdale podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if you if you ever want to watch a terrible movie, watch Wish Upon and but enjoy what is Ryan Felipe is her dad is the main character's dad and he plays saxophone so cool. in his band. Is that right? He's so cool. He plays yeah, saxophone, so right? Cool. Yeah. So, you know, if you if you want some silliness or you just want to see some more Ryan Felipe, go for it. Yeah. If you just need your fix on movies about wishes gone wrong, <laughs> go for it. Just go for that one next. Um, cool. <laughs> Everybody. Well, I hope everyone's having a festive situation, whatever you're doing or whatever you celebrate. No, um, don't lose that uh, holiday spirit. Yeah. Or... Yeah don't live in the vicinity of someone that might potentially not have that holiday spirit, you know, and just don't work during the holidays and don't be a delivery <laughs> driver. Cause yeah, you never know. I don't never know. know. <laughs> Take care everyone. Three, two, one ghost. Thanks for listening to our episode on Krampus. You can see what we're up to and celebrate the holidays in a spooky way by giving us a follow on Instagram at 321GhostPod. We would appreciate if you left us a killer review and subscribe to our podcast wherever you choose to listen. And, as always, you can reach us by emailing 321GhostPod at gmail.com to share any feedback, ask questions, or give movie recommendations. No, seriously, we want to hear from you. Share some movies you want to hear us talk about next week we continue to spread holiday fear with better watch out thanks again for listening and remember at least krampus is upfront about being a creep looking at you santa